0: ...members could see the detrimental impact that could be made. Nevin and Moyle Grove Council called it a cabuncle in the making, an eyesore with no other building similar to this new build in this significant and presently unspoilt landscape. Senior Planning Officer Kate Atrill said that there had been a long bungalow building historically, previously as Coast Guard cottages and then more recently as a single dwelling. There were concerns that the proposed replacement dwelling is just off too large a scale to not have a significant impact on On the landscape. She added that there was also a need for a land stability assessment, which has been commissioned. Toxic blooms of blue-green algae known as cyanobacteria have been found in the Bosheston Lakes in Broadhaven South. Scientists are warning pet owners to be vigilant for this type of algae which can be fatal for pets and harmful for people's health. As a result of the recent warm, dry weather, more of this algae could appear in the other water courses in South Wales. Professor Lawrence Cavallo said the blue-green algae tends to flourish in the UK from June to the autumn during long spells of warm and dry weather. They are becoming more frequent due to climate change and the increasing amount of nutrients entering our waters, for example from sewage or fertilisers. By reporting blooms via the Bloomin' Algae app, the public is providing a rapid early warning about outbreaks and helping to give a comprehensive picture of these harmful blooms across Wales. Parents of young children are advised to keep them out of water where there is suspected blue-green algae, and dog walkers should keep their pets on a leash and wash their coats down as soon as possible if they go into contaminated water. Anyone concerned that they or their pets have been in contact with the algae is advised to seek medical advice. Pembrokeshire's bids for a share of the £220 million UK Community Renewal Fund are being prepared for this week's deadline. An extraordinary cabinet meeting on June 11th went into private session to discuss the finer details, ranking, and scoring process of 14 applications from 11 applicants before deciding which will be submitted to the UK government by noon on June 18th. The UK CRF is designed to prepare the country for the introduction of the UK shared prosperity fund which replaces eu funding following brexit gwynne evans external funding manager and brexit lead officer told cabinet that each local authority area had the potential to receive up to three million pounds worth of grants with pembrokeshire being classed as a priority one area of which there are a hundred in the uk Two applications were from council departments involving external organisations and 12 were from outside applicants, two of which involved the council as a delivery partner but led by other bodies. The fund is revenue based and aims to support investment in skills, local business, communities and place and increasing employment. A man who was released from prison has been fined after failing to meet with his supervision requirements. Benjamin Richards of Haverford West failed to keep in touch with his supervisor and failed to attend three planned meetings. 35-year-old Richards admitted the breach at Haverford West Court on Monday, June the 7th. He was fined £80 and made to pay costs of £50 to be paid by July 5th. I am Charlie James and that's the latest for Pembrokeshire. Pure
1: West Radio.
2: Well, a very good evening and welcome to the second half on pure west sport this monday evening with g and g builders and we are live right now on the pure west radio facebook page coming up between now and nine o'clock, we will reflect on the opening round of matches in the Euros as Wales drew 1-1 with Switzerland on Saturday and England kicked off with a victory at Wembley against Croatia and disappointment for Scotland this afternoon going down 2-0 against the Czech Republic. That's to come. Our special guest tonight is the Camarthen West and South Pembrokeshire member of the Senate. That's Sam Kurtz. He'll be chatting to us about mixing sports with politics and we'll also talk Pembrokeshire cricket with the chairman of the Pembroke County Cricket Club Richard Merriman. That's to come before nine o'clock on the show in the studio in Haverford West. Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas evening to you both.
3: Good evening man.
4: Good
2: ben, to see ben. you Fraser. How yeah. are you and with us as well Bill Kahn. Good evening to you Bill. How are you? Hey there's no way I'm mixing with that a lot. I'm at home. <laughs> it's good to see you, Bill. You keeping well? Thank you. Yeah, fine, thank you. Good. Excellent. Tribute. Good, good stuff. Well let's uh, let's start, shall we, with the with the Euros. It was the opening weekend uh this weekend. Wales uh, would have been looking to kick off with a, a win, I think, against Switzerland. Fraser, you, you predicted that w- Wales will qualify from their group. You were meant to be in Baku, weren't you?
4: Yes, I don't say I regret not being there, despite seeing the scenes of the fans and everything. But um, yes, I was due to be in there as, as we speak, actually. And I thought it was actually quite a fortuitous start for Wales on Saturday. I didn't expect a bit more. though quite turgid in part um, It was only really the aerial threat of Kiefer Moore, which, which looked dangerous in any way. They're indebted to Danny Ward, superb performance in goal just shows what a waste he's been. Just spent the last five six years of his career as a second choice, hasn't he? And in the end, all things considered, I think we're very pleased with that point.
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, Bill, where, where do you think it, it leaves Wales then with, with two games to go? I think they'll they'll take the point, won't they because for, for quite long spells in that game, it looked like Switzerland were going to edge ahead.
5: Yeah, I think uh, they know they, the ideal thing now is they've got to beat Turkey. And then hold on against Italy, perhaps for a draw. Or see how the, the the results go. I got to be honest, Ben. I'm watched a great deal of the Euros. I get a bit cheesed off with football when you've got. How, you tell me, or the other two could tell me, how can England and Scotland play their matches at home and Wales travel to back? <laughs> It's a Mickey Mouse tournament, as far as I can see. Oh come just... on, <laughs> come hey, on!
2: We'll, we'll talk about where the where the games are you'll being be
5: played. You'll be raving, yeah, hey, you'll be raving about England next. I, I haven't even started I yet,
2: mate. My <laughs> <word>. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that because I think it is an interesting point, though, about, about the fact that, that the tournament is, is traveling around. Hmm. Um, but Gordon, for for all Bill's cynicism, um, that, that was a decent start for Wales. I think uh, in the end.
3: Yeah, as Fraser pointed out, Wales had a poor game, let's be honest. Uh, You know, Switzerland should have been one or two goals up by half-time. But um, you've got to give them credit. They dug deep and Kiefer Moore took his uh, goal very well. Great header. But they didn't create a lot else, um, you know, and, and they got a point. Um, I hope they don't go cold turkey in the next game because they're going to have to really improve, to be honest with you, and get the result. And uh, I'm not going to give you any more puns, but they'll go to Rome, and uh, I, I can't see them beating the Italians. They looked very good in the opening game against Turkey. They won three nil, three good second half goals. They were well organised, they kept the ball well, and um, to be honest with you, Italy will win that group quite comfortably, in, in my opinion, of what I've seen of the tournament so far.
2: Well, there, there's no doubt about it, Fraser. A win for Wales against the Swiss would have put them on a roll, um, but but it didn't come. Uh, Gordon mentions the Turkey game. Wales, I think, we will need to at least at least draw, but need to really win that one on Wednesday.
4: I think so, and I think with this concept now of, of the four best two third place teams qualifying. I think a win against Turkey will be enough, irrespective of what happens against Italy. I think they'll make some changes. I think Ethan Ampadu will come in for Morel. He struggled quite badly, I think, on on Saturday in that game. The front three, you'll, obviously you'll keep the same, but you're looking for a lot more from Gareth Bale, aren't you? And I think he may consider bringing David Brooks in as well, and possibly Harry Wilson, at least one of those two. They need a bit more creativity, I think. Turkey looked actually very poor on the opening night against Italy. Italy was superb, actually. It wasn't the Italian Kind of side I grew up knowing and loving in tournaments. you mm-hmm. used to such defensive solidarity and oh. cautious, slow starts. But now, yeah. of course, they've got Insignia and Immobile up front there to the informed strike in European football and they play Turkey off the park. But I don't think Turkey will set up a, like that against Wales. They won't look to sit back, they'll come at them. They'll have, in inverted commas, that home crowd behind them in Baku. And I, and I think Wales will need to make a couple of changes and be prepared for Turkey to come out a lot more than they did last Friday night.
2: Bill, we should have a word for, for yeah. Narbeth, Joe Allen. It was good to see him play and get through the 90 minutes with, with injury problems mm. that he's had in the last few years. He's a very determined fella, and it does show him at his best. He's back, mm.
5: he's battling away. I don't think he's quite at his top form of yesterday, year, but he's still a very, very good player. You talk about Bale, if I had to pick uh, between those two gentlemen I'd want him in my team. And that's uh, Joe, because he's a 100% battler for Wales. He's brilliant.
2: Yeah, and the injuries he's had, Bill, would have yeah. been a, a worry for him. So to see him back on the top stage for Wales, I think, was a good moment. I think he has every right to be proud of the fact that he's back there. Terrific player, terrific guy. So, as you say, Wales went to Baku. This is, the, this is the, the quirk of the tournament, chaps, isn't it, really? England will play all their Greek matches at Wembley. Scotland were at Hampden Park. Gordon, in all seriousness, um, what do you make of that? What do you make of the format and the fact that, that the teams are travelling around Europe? I, I have to say, I'm not as big a fan of it. I think it, it loses something when one country doesn't stage a, a major tournament or, or maybe two countries sharing.
3: Yeah I know Covid has got a lot to uh, blame for the, the, the format of the tourma- tournament probably but I'm a little bit disappointed with UEFA uh, giving England home games I, I think that's a ridiculous scenario to, to do to be honest with you even if it was Wales at home for every game you just mm-hmm. can't do that uh, I mean the rest of the home nations have all travelled elsewhere to play and I think uh, England are having a huge huge favour by having their games at home mm-hmm. it will give them a, a good opportunity to get through to the next stage and even the semi-final and the final is at Wembley so England could really focus on that it's in their favour uh, I don't agree with it but uh, they got to make the most of it
2: I, I, it's an interesting point so I, I thought England played pretty well actually yesterday against a, a decent Croatia side good to see Raheem Sterling score but uh, Fraser there is there is something in this because we've, we've spoken about the fact that Wales go to Rome um, to play Italy in the third game and, and rather than being a tournament game that is actually a very difficult away match isn't
4: it it's a complete nonsense concept it was dreamt up by Michel Platini wasn't it to celebrate 60 years of, of the Euros and that's where it all came about the whole magic of a major tournament is it's all based in one country. Fans flock there. It's so colourful. It like it builds the local economy. And obviously, you wouldn't have had the same scenes this time around because of the pandemic situation. But mm. no, I hope it, it's it's an idea that is never experimented again. You know, it, mm. it takes a lot of the the magic I think out of a couple of weeks, the couple of weeks or the month long occasions that you have when you do it in this way. And and mm. I hope it's never repeated in a World Cup or a European Championships again. If I'm honest,
2: yeah, I'm not sure. Bill, anything to add on that? Well, let me
5: just say, I was described as cynical. They both said the same thing, and you haven't said that they're
2: cynical. No, you, you weren't smiling when you said it, though, Bill. That, no, but I'm,
5: I'm serious. <laughs> it, if, no. it's gonna, if it's going to have value as a competition, mm. it must be fair to every side mm. who are taking part. It's like Gordon is saying about England. Scotland are playing at home as well. They, it To me, they need the beauty it. of a competition <laughs> is that it's it's one that you don't have any imbalance like you could be the host side and be lucky but that's a
2: one that's a one off in these games I just think well carry on well it didn't help Scotland though did it this afternoon no no because they were beaten by the Czechs. So who, who do we think's gonna going to win
4: it and who have we been impressed with? Fra- Fraser Gordon and any, anything from you two? I mean, Belgium started very strongly and it's very hard to say until we see France play. Precinct tournament favourites. I know a lot of hype around England. to be fair thought England played very well yesterday. It was refreshing from their point of view. A lot of criticism has been leveled about Gary Southgate, about caution. I thought they came out all guns blazing early on, played mm. a lot of pace. You know, it was a dubious team selection. He put his neck on the line and it paid off. You know, and to see... to start Calvin Phillips and see him perform like that That that's kudos to Southgate as well really wasn't it
2: yeah I thought he was he was excellent no doubt about it Uh, Gordon are you going to change your prediction I think you named most of the teams in the competition last time I asked you for one did I I think so. <laughs> Can you give me the
3: size that I predicted then, please,
2: Ben? I don't think we've seen... Well, we haven't seen uh, the French yet, have we? I think I think Belgium. Did you mention Belgium? Did I mention Belgium? I
4: had Belgium down. I, yeah.
2: I think there's a fair chance he did, Gould, to be honest. Was I think, I think you, okay. you did list quite a few. But okay. I, I think it's going to be a very open tournament. So, uh, b- before we move on, will Wales qualify on the back of that one-all draw? What do we think, Bill?
5: Very, very tight. I hope so. Mm. I mean, it all depends on this game with too because as Fraser said, yeah, Italy I think are, are a class act. But you never know, do you? That's the beauty of cup football. They can they can always go and try to park the bus and get a draw. You don't don't know how it's gonna go. Um I, to be honest with you, Ben, I haven't watched a lot of it. I don't like these guys that can watch like Turkey playing in France. I'm only interested in the home countries. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, if Wales, Wales don't get there, I hope England win it. I would like to see them because I think they're bringing in young players now. Yeah. And it's great to see that. The likes of Foden and people like oh, that. Class. They're exciting uh, players. And I applaud South I'd like to see him get a bit of a reward for that. Yeah,
2: I- indeed. Um, and Gordon, it's not
5: often I'll say I want England to win anything. No,
2: I, well, I'm, I'm gobsmacked, but I, I yeah. will absolutely <laughs> take that. <I'm>... <laughs> I'll go to make a note, yeah. That's, good. That's going to be minuted, I think. Absolutely right. i tell you what didn't go very well just before we get ready to talk to our special guest, uh, Sam Kurtz, who's the uh, member of the Senate, of course, uh, recently elected. He's going to be with us very soon. But I don't know about the, the cricket. I was at Edgbaston last Thursday and saw a decent day's cricket. But England's test team have got big problems, haven't they? I, I don't know whether the three of you uh, saw that and, and where England go from, from there. Uh, it wasn't a good day was it and it wasn't a good weekend that's
4: awful disjointed performance I think they were very lucky not to walk away 2-0 it was only rain at the Lord's. I think they're now paying the price for the ridiculous policy they had in the subcontinent they went to Sri Lanka 1-2-0 they were 1-0 up in India they had this preset policy of players flying home chopping and changing they've now got a side which doesn't look remotely settled you know or, or and they're trying to take on the best side of the world and at the moment they're way off you know. and for all this talk about the Ashes at the end of the year they need to sort out now and, and this upcoming series against India before they even start contemplating that I think selection at the moment is all over the shop
5: Bill I read somewhere that New Zealand have got something like 140 professional cricketers and we are getting thrashed by them and their attitude is different they're tight they're tough they give nothing away oh, they are like rabbits in headlights I've never seen some of the such batting by some of them, mm. and you know, why aren't they kicked out? Sibley should go, Crawley should go. Yeah, well, they say worse to get him. we'll get someone and give them a chance mm. and let those guys recoup in county cricket. I despair for England at the moment. I think yeah. I watched a lot of that cricket and it was blinking tired.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe pick up on that when we talk to Richard a bit later on as well. We'll, we'll talk about where England go in, in the test team. And just finally, I, I think uh, for the first part anyway, I, I think we all got a bit of a reminder, didn't we, on Saturday about about the fragility of sport as well um, and, and life with, with what happened to, to Christian Eriksen, a, a player that <clears throat> obviously I remember... Fondly at Tottenham, he he was a Mm. super player, like really good player to watch, and we were all just so worried about him for that hour on Saturday. A phenomenal job from all the medics who who were who were on hand to save his life, but those scenes are, are things that you just don't ever want to see again.
4: No, no. No, it was harrowing to watch on it. I think, like you say, it was, just a, it was just a reminder to all of us. We all get engrossed in sport. We let it shape our lives and our moods quite a lot, don't we? We've all fallen out and lost friends over sport, you know, even at local level. And then you see something like that, and it just brings it all home it, as important as it is to all of us at the same time, it is just so important, so unimportant as well.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely
4: right. What, yeah, what
3: I will say, Ben, is that Ericsson was a lucky man that it happened where it did. Where he it, had yeah. the best team to sort that out and they did a superb job and he's a very lucky man still to be here today yeah. and I wish him all the best we all wish him all the best and get well he may not play football again but life is more still important ain't. than football despite yeah. what Bill Shankly says
2: mm-hmm. yeah, no. <laughs> absolutely right and, and such great news that he was stable and, and is now talking to his teammates and, and that's so good to see, no doubt about that, a reminder I think that, yeah, sports sometimes we we, we talk about it, we get serious about it, but we, we get some perspective when things like that happen, no doubt about it and uh, listen, plenty to come on the show we want your comments as well, do you think Wales will qualify, uh, what do you think of England, what do you think of the opening weekend of the Euros, get in touch on the Facebook page and we will talk to Sam Kurtz, some sport and politics and how they mix we'll do that next on Pure West Sports.
0: If I'm going out on my new paddleboard, the last thing I'm taking is my phone, right? Buoyancy aid, fine, but mobile? My whole life's on that phone. Why would I risk losing it in the.
2: Coast Guard! Help!
0: Okay, help's on its way. Back my hand. Phone. In a waterproof pouch. It's the first thing I pack now. In an emergency at the coast, call 999 and ask for the Coast Guard.
2: Our community, Haverford West County, AFC.
7: At KO Carpets, you know quality is assured. We've been your local family-run business for over 40 years. We're widely recognised as Pembrokes' leading supplier of domestic and contract flooring. We provide full end-to-end service, free measures and estimates, free delivery and free fitting by our professional team of highly skilled fitters. Come and see us at Vine Road, Johnston or drop us an email, sales at kocarpet.com. We're a knockout at flooring. Dementia Action Week is about bringing people together to help improve the lives of those affected by dementia. Take action during Dementia Action Week and make the changes you want to see. Every week here in Pembrokeshire, support is available when required and personalized for every individual, helping them to live their lives to the fullest. For more information, call us now on 7849 This advert was kindly sponsored by Pabs, the Pembrokeshire Association of Voluntary Services.
2: This is Pure West Radio for Pembrokeshire from
8: Pembrokeshire. Okay. 9.05
5: in the evening I'm all up in my feelings So call your phone cause I can't get enough And I got work in the morning Early, early in the morning But who needs sleep when we're loving it up? Oh,
0: what I gotta do this a hard way My body wants to be
2: Monday evening it's Pure West Radio and Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. More at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. I'm Ben Stone, Fraser Watson, Gordon Thomas and Bill Kahn uh, with me as always on a Monday evening and our special guest tonight is the Carmarthen West and South Pembrokeshire member of the Senate, recently elected local cricketer as well to talk sport and politics. Sam Kurtz is with us. How are you Sam? Good evening. I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. Thanks for the invite to join you guys.
8: There's some uh, very familiar faces on this show, so uh, I'm in anticipation of what's going to be asked of me.
2: And we are very (laughs) much looking forward to it. And and I know the guys are too. And just before, just as we we kick off, you you got elected last month. What's the the last few weeks been like? Uh, My feet have barely touched the ground. It's been um, an absolute
8: whirlwind. And uh, we were joking about it beforehand, but um, you do actually on the day of the election, congratulations, you are the new member of the Senate. And they just hand you an envelope, which has got some documents in it that you just need to read. And and that's really it. You're left to your own devices a little bit. So um, it was a big culture shock. And uh, coming up here in the middle of a pandemic as well to do your swearing in of an oath, uh, no friends or family allowed. That was a little bit sad because... uh, I've got very supportive parents who I wish I could have brought along uh, brought along with me. But actually, now things are starting to hopefully open up a little bit more. we you due to do something in September, October time where we can invite them along. So, uh, yeah, we're went absolutely crazy four or five weeks, but I've absolutely loved it as well.
2: And you're talking to us this evening from Cardiff Bay, aren't you? And I know you're, you're in your office. What, what's it been What's it been like just, just going down to Cardiff Bay and, and this is your place of work now? It, it must be exciting to, to be representing Pembrokeshire as well. Yeah,
8: absolutely. And, and Carmarthenshire as well, half of Carmarthenshire and half of Pembrokeshire. It is, it's quite an honour and I, it's something that I don't take lightly at all. Uh, but Cardiff Bay for me, um, I'm someone who grew up with devolution. I'm 29, so devolution came in, however, what's that, 20 odd years ago. So it's the, been the only thing that I've really known. So to be someone who uh, identifies as a very proud Welsh person to sit at the Welsh Parliament is, is an incredible honour. Um, but yeah, sometimes I do catch myself sitting in the chamber, just looking around and looking at the ceremonial mace, which was the big bronze and gold mace, which was gifted by the, the uh, Parliament of New South Wales, and just thinking, this is absolutely surreal. How have I done this? Um, but yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's incredible.
2: Well, listen, that's a few gentle opening deliveries from me. I think Fraser, Gordon and Bill are standing by, ready to go, Sam. Go on, Fraser. Sam, Sam.
4: <laughs> L- looking well fed, mate. I haven't been much time to maybe train and hit the gym so far since you've um, you've been in the Senate. But it's it's actually, in terms of, of sport and, and, and politics, as you're now so deeply involved in, it's quite a poignant team time to be it, for those two subjects almost isn't it because there used to be an old theory that politicians stuck to politics and just get on with playing sport and, and keep politics out of it that's not the case now you know it's now more topical than ever we've got national subjects local as well you're talking things like diversity taking the knee equal opportunities and so on is is that your firm belief that politics sh- should be involved in sport and the other way around as well
8: Um, For me, sport is a massive social driver. Um, You can put anybody onto a rugby field, a cricket field, football field, hockey field, whatever it might be and for those 90 minutes, 80 minutes everything else doesn't matter just the sport and I think that's hugely liberating. Um, I think what's going on, uh, well, well, the English football team and the stance that they've taken and Gareth Southgate's really poignant sort of um, article that you penned for the English fans, I thought that struck a chord with a lot of people that English football team now is more diverse than it ever has been, which is something to be welcomed where the UK as a whole is an incredibly diverse country and we we should acknowledge that and welcome it. Um, I think you can can no longer distinguish um, and keep sport purely to sport and sports people, politicians purely to politicians and political minded people. Um, They do cross because of the the reach that athletes have. Uh, Colin Kaepernick who started all this off um, with uh, by taking the knee during the American anthem um, in the NFL? Uh, just goes to show that his one um, his one stance, his one decision to take a knee, has influenced across a range of sports, a range of disciplines. So there is power in the individual, uh, and that comes from the sports field, which is which is someone who who loves sport and is deeply passionate about all sorts of sport. I think it's an incredibly powerful message that you can actually portray and um, provide a difference.
4: My next question actually comes a bit concerning mine, closer to home, obviously, as well as being in the Senate. You are still County Council for the, um, the Sled-Eyfish I- god Ward, if, if, if that correct? that's correct. And, and obviously there's, there's been big changes within Pembroke County Council, educational changes, which are going to impact sport quite severely that have taken place in recent times. We see six forms yeah. have been cut in a lot of schools. I think there's one going to be one central college. We, we all know the opportunities that came from playing senior rugby in schools, senior football, shining in athletics under 17s. A lot of those opportunities are going to be lost from kids now as as from a council point of view how do you ensure that they still get these chances to flourish and still get these platforms to play sport and, and take part when when obviously the the system has been so streamlined now
8: yeah, that's a very good point because I came from Fishguard School where we had a very strong sixth form uh, and we re-established during my time as a year 11, 12 and 13 pupil uh, the first 15 rugby side for the first time in in 10 years or so which was which was great. You were playing against other first 15 schools around West Wales, not only Pembrokeshire and it, it did provide a new that, um, stepping stone between junior youth rugby into senior rugby um, which was hugely important. But, um, what the college can offer in terms of its educational uh, subjects and the diversity that it can offer in subjects is fantastic and should be welcomed, but we need to make sure that there is competition available. Mm. Um, the pandemic has shown us as well that the need for sports and physical activity is, is A, so necessary in terms of a physical uh, standpoint, but also from a mental standpoint, mental health, uh, and I really do feel for, for the younger generations who've suffered through... 18 months of some of the most difficult times they've lost so many opportunities, not just academically, but through sports, through extracurricular activities, music, drama, whatever it may be. So young people are chomping at the bit to get back up and running. And if we as a council in Pembrokeshire don't facilitate the opportunities for them, then there is, there is most definitely a missed generation of athletes out there. And it's not just athletes, it's the musicians, it's the the actors, actresses, it's everything else that comes with it. So the, um, what weakened during my time in in school was the Pembrokeshire Schools Rugby Union. It went from uh, Pembrokeshire Schools with my brother that was there, who was about seven years older than me. Then we had this move to District H and all of sort of West Wales, as it were, and then back to Pembrokeshire Schools. Um, and now with schools losing their sixth form again, there seems to be um, an, a necessity to to establish something to provide those opportunities. We've seen it with. Uh, with cricket, with the introduction of the um, the new sort of regions for Cricket Wales in the youth setup, Um will rugby look at something similar? Well, we've seen Whitland and Narbeth, I believe, set up an under-20s uh, site to try and make sure that there's that, that gap, that bridge for the gap between uh, junior and, and senior rugby. But, um, uh, yeah, providing those opportunities is vitally important. Um, but for me, it goes beyond just the opportunities. It's the competitive element of it as well, I think, uh, getting those competitive juices flowing, being able to learn a lot about yourself as an individual on on a pitch, learning how to deal in team environments, how to be at the end of a, of a beating. And coming from Fishcat School, sometimes we were at the end of the beating and sometimes yeah. being someone who wins and having been magnanimous in defeat. And... Yeah. Um, and uh, polite and and everything else in victory so it teaches you more than just the the physical aspect of it so um yeah making sure that the, the council do do well and do its best by the students is, is something that i am passionate about and i'll be talking about that as a councillor for the next 12 months before the next election where i stand down and then as a member of the senate as well um sports and recreational activities is something
2: that i'll be keeping a close eye on it's brilliant you've got that platform. I think that's great to, to put your, your passion for sport across, Sam. and that, I think that's excellent. Let's go Let's go to Bill. Yeah, Sam. Ben
5: mentioned that you had to talk about cricket, but it's also worth saying that I've enjoyed watching you play rugby for Fishguard and Goodick RFC. So before we chuck a few hand grenades at you about your cricket exploits <laughs> this year... Can I ask you, I mean, Fishgarden and Gridwick are renowned for not suffering fools gladly. I'm not saying you're a fool, but you're now going to be a Senate member going at the moors. What do you think people like Steve and Nathan Jenkins and uh, Reese Williams and uh, all those boys, what do you think they're going to be saying to you when you come in uh, as now as a, a Senedd member?
8: Uh, well, I had a precursor to it when I got elected to the council in 2017. I... I I had the little jibes and the jokes and um, and the the rugby sort of banter that came with it and and it was fine. I'm someone who's able to tolerate it and uh, and it was all said in jest as well. There was no maliciousness behind it, uh, which is great. And that's uh, all of us will be aware of sort of the rugby changing room dynamic and how that works and and it builds that camaraderie level. As long as it doesn't stray into bullying, which it never has done, uh, then I think it's a very strong thing that can bring people together. But. Um, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens when I go back as a as a member of the Senate to training. Um, I'm sure there'll be some remarks, but I'll most probably be uh, uh, holding the tackle bag for uh, for a couple of sessions as I uh, haven't played for about 18 months. Well, since you're an old
5: friend, I'd serve you warning. I was talking to Randall Williams on the uh, Parog this week, and yeah. I won't use the exact words, but he said if you come in there for one second and show you've got what we call a big kidney in Pembrokeshire, he'll be doing a Bishop Brennan
8: on you. <laughs> well that's quite right because i bumped into randall actually as he was out on his milk rounds with a model of milk um, a couple of weeks ago and i had a good chat with him about uh life in general and it's always good catching up with randall i've known him for years but uh, <laughs> yeah i i was blessed with fish County rugby club with some strong characters jj steve morgan's uh randall nathan steve hugh evans um yeah, who keep you on the straight and narrow. If you get a little bit big for your boots, yeah. they will bring you back down to earth. But it's all for the benefit of the team. And that's why they did so well, and they have done so well over the last 10 years. There was that flock of youngsters that came through who'd been the juniors with JJ, Steve Morgan's AD, all as coaches. And um, there was that sort of, you couldn't, you can't buy that team spirit. Uh, so uh, that's why they were successful, got to the Millennium Stadium uh, and did so well. Thank you. Come on, God, Read in. Yeah, well,
3: <laughs> Sam knows me too well. Um, I, 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 the only advice I got to you, Sam, is that you should never mix politics with sport. So I would uh, stay on the straight and narrow and retire very quickly <laughs> and concentrate on your political career. So um, have you got anything to add along those lines, Mr
8: Kurtz? Well, I don't think my nose can be bent any more than it has been (laughs) if someone comes in with a stray shoulder and a ruck. Um, But no, I'm I'm 29. I'm still relatively fit and healthy to an extent. Um, At uh, at the moment, yes. At the moment, at the moment, yeah. Thank you, Gordon. Um, But I am hoping to carry on playing as much as I can. Um, mm. while balancing work work is is uh is my focus point i'm very fortunate to be in the position that i am and i won't take it gla- um lightly uh, yeah. but i think what's what showed for me the importance of sport was last year during the uh during the pandemic and just as we were easing restrictions and coming back into the lockdown mm. i hadn't realized how difficult the initial lockdown had been for me being working from mm. home yeah. living alone but i was fortunate yeah. to have parents in an extended bubble um, and it wasn't until that first game of the cricket where we were able to come together that I realised what a release it was. Um, and yeah. for me, sport is sport is a is a cleanser of the mind and soul. It allows you to um, forget about things, and uh, it's very it's good for you internally as well as it is physically. So. Um, I'm going to keep that going. You,
3: you can't beat the camaraderie of a changing room, no matter what no. Uh, sport it is, whether it's cricket, rugby, or football. It's just being with a group of mates, and uh, you've got that headspace to enjoy each other's company, have the banter, and then you can return to work with a clear head and a clear conscience. Well, I <laughs> yeah. think that's what it is, Sam.
8: Yeah, absolutely, it is, and um, yeah, team sport is fantastic for that. And um, yeah, I've always been grateful for the opportunities that I've had—cricket, uh, football, as well. And, and uh, all of you will know that I'm no footballer, but I've uh, put on a list and AFC jersey a couple of times in the past few years. Um, but and rugby, it's just been—it's been amazing, and and the contacts that you build up and the friendships that you have across the county, across South Wales as well. Uh, playing cricket as a junior. Uh, towards uh, Swansea, Port Talbot, all the way up to Cardiff, and there's still people now that I've bumped into in the yeah. last 12 months. where uh, I'm sure, with the same agent. Oh, did you play such and such? And it's amazing how quickly you can find common ground through sport. Um, but I have done something in that I've purchased a wetsuit uh, with the <laughs> aim, with the aim of fingers crossed, trying after the um, the heroics of everybody doing the fishguard triathlon uh, on the weekend. Uh, I went for a swim on Saturday um, on Saturday evening after cricket, and I thought, right, I'm all right on a bike. I can go for a run. I've never been one for swimming, so if I can take to the water, then uh, I may try and get a triathlon under my belt at some so point. Were as well.
3: you a duck to water?
8: Uh, I was more like one or of we use ducked duck right <laughs> under the water a duck was my...
2: a great white whale
4: a duck um, a duck in a midlife crisis it sounds yeah. like, <laughs> it? I thought
2: there was an Iron Man announcement
4: coming there did anyone else no, I was, no, I was, ed- no, I was
2: no. edging forward on my seat there um, no so small, small steps small steps one thing you, you, you say there about obviously you, the, the job is busy but you get to come back to, to Pembrokeshire when you're not in Cardiff and, and playing cricket for, for Fishguard this season yeah. How, how's that going it, it's going great games, how did actually. it go Saturday so,
8: um, uh, it went well for the team, it went uh, really well for the team. how many yeah, runs did break... you score um, uh, four carry the two a big, how many balls did duck. you face oh <laughs> uh, just the one ball don't uh, say duck it. don't tell me it was <laughs> a duck big old golden duck of big old golden <laughs> duck sorry but, Emma but, um, touch thought on you for Krimmich <laughs> I, I did. I was a, a stalwart with Krimich for a few years. Bill, I'm sure um, that's where he is
4: playing, isn't it? Yeah, surely. Uh, does he, what does he play for? Well, it was Flannery Bill, but if you blinked, you would have missed that as well.
5: <laughs> oh, oh, you mean, He's, like he's, he's got
4: totally a coat of in. many colours, I think,
8: Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a Tory. <laughs> more clubs than a golf player. But um, no, I'm I, so I, I, that. We'll be kind now, I, Sam. Yeah, so Fishguard set up or re-established in <laughs> after Grice which is in my council ward so uh, over the winter I was helping Matthew Lamb who's the chairman uh, get things running and just as someone who helps with a the, with the pitch move from for Krimmich from Glandy Cross back to the school at Escola He was sort of tapping into the knowledge of what do we need here and how how can we facilitate this that and the other and because it was in my council patch I took a natural interest and Fishgat and Goodick was where I played all my junior cricket and people like Russell Parry Jones, Gary Strawbridge, Nigel Morgans so I, I've always um, i always felt sad that the uh, the twin towns of Fishgat and Goodick didn't have a, a cricket team over the last four or five years and so i um, I, I Matthew Minty got me involved in that way and then the election came and there was a point where I thought I m- might not be able to play any cricket at all and a few of my friends had made the decision to to leave Krimich, uh and come back to Fishgad. and um yeah sort of I was um I was brought in to play for Fishgad just to to keep them going but um they've done more than keep keep going and now obviously this uh quite sad news with Crimmage that they're struggling at the moment. And it does break my heart because Crimmage were very good to me. It's the club where yeah. I scored my first 100. I was captain in my second season of the club. It's a
3: good job you're in Carmarthenshire <laughs> oh, and South Pembrokeshire. <laughs> like, I, but I, I think there's a yeah, ser-
4: serious sorry, point I'm to what sorry, Bill sorry. Bill jibes out there. To Do you think it was right that so many people left en masse like that, though? I mean, it, it's crippled Krimich, isn't it? We're talking two postponements already. They're one away from, from I believe, being thrown out at the Pembroke County Club. That looks sadly yeah. inevitable now. You know, is there, was it correct that people jumped ship so quickly? Should it maybe it stayed a bit longer at the club that had been loyal to you guys as well?
8: That's a very, very valid point. Um, I can't speak for the others, but I can only speak for myself. Um, and I was under the uh, under the guise that I wouldn't be playing that much cricket this year. So what benefit I could bring to Krimich um, was was questionable at the at the, at the out. Um, but Krimich is such a sporting hotbed of talent. If you think of you had Elghan Bickle on the show a couple of weeks ago what a stealing cricketer sportsman in general He'd turn his hand to it he's one of those annoying people that could pick up a golf club and hit a ball 300 yards pick up a cricket a bat and he scores a ton on his return after two and a half years <laughs> yeah uh, and um, a bit yeah, like you thinking, then Sam. but and, and, and quite unlike me um but there's others in the community of Crimich as well who i just think come on it, it shouldn't be on players from Fishgad who have no real link to Krimmich as an yeah. area to keep you afloat. You should have players in your own community who are willing to only give up one Saturday. There's not many sort of midweek games. They, they tried to get the Thrandissil, um, you know, the Tyvee Valley League back up and running with Thrandissil, Shekharid and other Eiron. And last year, that mm. proved really successful. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, but if you just want to concentrate on the league, making sure that there's league cricket played and finding 11 boys on a, on a Saturday... Um, uh, yeah, in a sporting town like Crimech who has a football club fantastic rugby club it shouldn't be too hard so um, mm-hmm. that's where the idea of moving the pitch back from Glandy Cross when the rents went through the roof was bringing it back into the village back into uh, at the school ground building that junior section back up and there is junior training going ahead so hopefully those juniors will uh, will make the step up like I did when I was 11 playing second team cricket for Fischgad, um and keep the club going because uh, some of my best times on a cricket field mm-hmm without a shadow of a doubt, have been at Krimich. I've been involved with david wright scoring seven off the last ball, by <laughs> <six> <laughs> the ball. i think i
2: think i think you've answered that one nicely yeah. sam yeah i yeah. think i think you've done a good job there listen i think having Cheers. having Cheers. having answered questions from these three question time will be easy <laughs> <laughs> no, no doubt about I'd it i'm going to the first one <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. listen sam thank you ever so much for joining us it's great yeah to talk thank to you sam well thank you for coming on sam I'm being elected Brilliant. yeah and sam, you are welcome on yet? the show anytime Can I add
5: one thing? I had caused to go to to, um, my MP's uh, surgery once for help and this young fellow was the chap that dealt with me and he was brilliant. So we've got a good politician. Yeah. Not, quite, not quite such a loyal cricketer, but a very
3: good <laughs> <laughs> And he makes an excellent <laughs> cup of tea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sam,
2: thanks Thank for being you. with Thank us. Thank you, Bill. We're going to stick with uh, Pembrokeshire Cricket in just a second. We've got the chairman of the Pembroke County Cricket Club, Richard Merriman, uh, joining us next on Pure West Sport.
7: Lots going on here at Johnson Garden Centre. Now we are open from 9.30 till 4, Monday to Saturday, and 10 till 4 on Sundays. We have supplies of plants arriving on Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday nights every week, alongside huge stocks of composts. We also have 35 crafters showing their products, everything from jams and chutneys to jewellery and greetings. We are a major supplier of flow gas, coal and logs, so we cover all your needs for barbecues, fire pits and caravans. We are also the largest supplier of paella pans in Wales, along with a huge range of wicker baskets.
6: For wicked trims, call Freestyle Barbers, Portfield Haverford West on 78 445589. How are you, Bob? Good thanks, Chris. Is it true what I heard? Yeah, we're officially the best butchers in Wales. That's amazing, Chris. Massive congratulations to you and the team. Oh, thanks, Bob. Give us a call on 01437
1: 763387. Pure West Radio.
2: It is Monday evening and it's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. More at Pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Brilliant to chat to a newly elected member of the Seneth for Carmarthen West and South Pembrokeshire, Sam Kurtz. Excellent to talk to him. That video uh, will stay on the Facebook page. Uh, Fraser and Gordon in, in the studio in Haverford West, someone you, you know well. And it, it was good to speak to him on the show this evening,
4: wasn't it? Yes, very well. Sorry we just lost you there for a second. But no, it's good to see he's taken to his new role. I think he has grand ambitions for... You know, in it for a long time, and he seems, he seems to have his head screwed on, doesn't he? And, and he, he ducked our bouncers quite well there as well. I thought so. He's 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 <laughs> in the groove of being a politician already, isn't he?
3: Yeah, he's a level-headed no, young man, and he. Let's be honest. Uh, Sam is going to have a great career in politics. You can see that by the way he he talks to us tonight. He's uh, you know he's so approachable, and he always gives you the right kind of answers that people like to hear. So uh, I wish him all the best. Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. I thought I thought it was really good. And Bill, Bill, we are going to talk cricket again now, aren't yeah, we? With our yeah. next guest this evening.
5: Yeah, it's very difficult, as I know. The my cost, it isn't easiest job to be the chairman of the Pembroke County Cricket Club. Everybody on that com- committee gets pilloried at some time for making decisions. Yes, but they stick to it. And I have to say, the fella who's now the chairman, he's a larger-than-life character, but I count him as a good friend. He is doing a great job. And I asked him to come on, because on the weekend, he summed up what's right with the county club. They they selected a team to play the over-40s, who are a veteran side. They're not the strongest in the world. But Richard and Cole picked a team, where the youngest was 17, and I think the oldest was 25, and they won comfortably. And it's for the future. So, Richard, it's lovely to have you on. Well done on your selection with that. Keep up the good work as chairman. It's not easy, Bat, but we just like to say thank you, with that result now on the weekend, you must have been really chuffed with that.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's good to get uh, some of the youngsters involved in the county setup, and uh, ob- obviously they all enjoyed it as well. And, uh, you know, it is, as you said, it, it turned into a very comfortable win in the end. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Jones from Whitland, as you call him on your right up, Tornado. Just
5: strip them apart. He's going
3: to be stuck with our
5: nickname for a long time
3: now. Yeah, yeah, he will. Richard, oh, sorry, Bill, go on. No, go on, go on, go on. on. No, have have the county got any more games coming up? I was just wondering whether you're going to go a little bit stronger or stay with the the kids because I remember the old cliche or the phrase that Alex Ferguson used you can't win anything with kids, but
1: obviously, you got it right, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, yes, we've got a game this Sunday. Uh, we're away to the South Wales League and it's going to be played uh, at Gosainan, one o'clock start. And uh, yes, due to, well, it's Father's Day
9: um, and obviously Nayland uh travelling to the Midlands. So they're the backbone, uh, make up a lot of the countryside. But yeah, we will, it'll be, there's a few boys got to clarify that a few come, went out from Sunday and a few coming in, but uh, it's basically going to be the same unit. Oh, good.
2: But Rich, yeah. how, how important is it to, to keep the, the Pembrokeshire representative side going, do you think? And, and how, how relevant is it now for, for players to want to play for the county?
9: Well, when you talk to the boys, I mean, it's like on Sunday, we asked Brad, Sean, obviously, is usually the county keep, uh, keeper and captain, and he was unavailable going away to see family. And I talked to him and uh, some of the selectors and we asked uh, Brad to do it. And I mean within seconds he was back on, you know, Messenger or oh, so on. There, you know, and he, he thanked again, thanked me this morning. The boys have been on, thank you for yesterday. We enjoyed it. We have a, they all they're all from different sides, mean, and they get a, they get together, they have a bit of a crack. Um, uh, they'll have a beer after and have a chat. They were sat with the other boys from yesterday chatting away. You mm-hmm. know, some of them had not met people like Ian Caitlin you know, and the doc was back and they were pulling his leg a bit. And, you know, it, it's all a good good crack. And yesterday as well, John and uh, he had his anniversary services uh, in his chapel. So we asked young Natalie from Arquette West to do the scoring and, and she loved it. And she will, she'll do it again this Sunday. And, That's you cool. know, gives everybody a chance. But the youngsters, yeah, if they're available, I mean, you know, in this day and age, some of them, they work we had a a huge list and they work working they couldn't finish in time or they couldn't get a day off or you know i understand they've got to work but uh, you know we, we don't usually have a problem we lose i mean geraint came in at sort of more or less 12 o'clock because uh, sam current did his name and he texted me and i just messaged geraint off, and he said yeah no problem i'll be there whether my eyes will be open he said but they definitely were the way he was firing
2: that's mm. oh, good to mm. see um, but it has been it has been a, a sad weekend as well hasn't it for Pembrokeshire Cricket mm. Very sad indeed and uh, what's nice to see with that, I mean
5: it's no secret Mike Schofield died a great supporter of Carew in particular he was a long time sponsor of the County Club with Harris Allen and with my website as well, mine and Gordon's website and he was a hard man but a fair man and it was lovely. I spoke to Geth in Evans yesterday, Richard, and he wanted me on our website to emphasise the fact that the club were immensely grateful to the county for the sensitivity that you guys showed in dealing with that situation on Saturday and yesterday. So it's a huge pat on the back, I think. If nothing else, it shows the county club has a heart, and sometimes, you know, that's not often seen as the case, but it is. You must have been shattered by that
1: news well, I, I was due to umpire at Cairou and uh, Nick uh, phoned me up and gave me the terrible news and I said straight away, just, you know, don't worry, I'll sort out, if, you know, you can't, I can't, we can't expect you to play and he said, no, he did say, Michael, or oh, you would have, I said, you know, boys, you can't, it, it's, there's no way and obviously our sympathies go to the family well, and don't... the Cairou Cricket Club, obviously, mm-hmm. but Michael, as you said, he was a fair man, he told you straight, if you didn't like something, yeah. he'd tell you. But if you wanted something, I remember when I was chairman of uh, Woodland Cricket Club. We, you know, the scorebox blocks, load dropped off stone for our driver going in, three or four loads. You Not, know, and he did it for all clubs. You know, mm. all rugby, cricket, whatever. If he could help when when the quarry was in business, he did. And he, as you said, he supported and was the main sponsor of the Harrison Island. So, yes, tragic, tragic loss on Saturday. Tragic, Fraser.
4: Rich, is No positive comes out of a situation like that. It's, like you say, it's a tragic situation, and it meant a somber weekend where. You know, on-field results and fixtures were, were really irrelevant at the end of the day given what yeah. happened but can you take heart that it was also in adversity one of those moments where everyone in Pempshire cricket seemed to come together didn't they you know everyone, everyone knew Michael hit yeah. the contribution he made to Harrison Allen Bowl his company sponsorship was significant for so long gave it the platform to be the occasion it is and, and so many clubs now it was one of the positive sides of social media so many clubs and individuals were able to pay tribute as well so yeah. you know from such harrowing circumstances, it must you know Maybe a sense of, of pride, I don't want to say happiness because there's no happiness from what's happened, but for yourself in just seeing you know, one of those rare weekends when the whole county came together and I'm, was striking the same note, so to speak.
1: Yeah, and and well, at the end of the day, cricket is, is, is only a game and what happened on Saturday, as you said, it touched everybody's heart that is involved with Pembrokeshire Cricket and who knew uh, Michael and the family and the Keiru Cricket Club, so yeah, and as you said, you see on your thing Twitter, there was repeats and retweets and, and all the clubs, you know, phoning him up, I mean, you know, I was talking to Nick a fair bit on Saturday, obviously, and he just was overwhelmed with uh, everybody's support and uh, he was, you know, as Bill said, you know, a lot of people might not have got on with Mike, but as you said, he was fair and totally straight and, he, you know, everybody respected the for that. Mm-hmm.
2: Richard, listen, thank you ever so much for being with us and paying that tribute to to Mike. That's that's really good that you were able to do that. So thank you for for being with us once again on the show uh, this evening. And also for talking about the the Pembrokeshire County side. It's good to see that that team is thriving. Um, Fraser is still waiting for a call-up. He did ask me to say he is available. The
1: the next match will be after Sunday will be the MCC game. It's on a Tuesday, so whether he can get a day off. uh, It's down in Pembroke. uh, I I like to be his agent when it comes to this sort of thing.
4: from looking at Sunday's teams, I think i am better off waiting two years and applying to Wales' it, 40s. Huh? <laughs> Rich, he's also said he's available at a very short well.
5: <laughs> notice. Nobody's, nobody's mentioned that they dropped a dolly catch on Saturday, mate. Who was that? Yeah, oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Gareth
2: Reynolds with it Dolly definitely on Korean, me. Yeah, phrases the cat a in the field. Dropped catch. You
4: can't uh, You that. You, oh. might, you might inform me on this one, Bill. Cause... <laughs>
2: And there we are. Richard, thank you very much for being with us. No you're problem, anytime. Was... You know that, and keep yeah. up the, the excellent work. Really good to still talk great, to you on Josh. the show um, this cheers. evening. Uh, cheers, good Richard. stuff. Uh, yeah, it was it was great to talk to Sam as well. The show, as ever, has, has absolutely flown by. Just a few comments that have been coming in just to finish off the show. Um, Nick Daly says he's still uh, waiting for his call-up to the, the side bill. I think he thinks you're a selector, actually. Would you his, Richard? his son Reese
4: yeah. is a far better yeah. player
2: than him, and he's only 15. <laughs>
5: Yeah. They're I mean, too old and large, no daily. Peter King.
4: Peter Kingdom has asked, "Would you regard Nick Daley as a youngster?" No, Nick. No. 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 O- over the hill, like the rest of us. <laughs>
5: too, too old and too heavy. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
4: Oh, dear. well,
2: listen, and a few comments as well. I think Ken Davis agrees with you, Bill. He said three teams qualifying from a group of four. That's Mickey Mouse. I won't be saying that if Wales qualify in third place. No no doubt about that. Thank you, Ken. He's very cynical, <laughs> Ken, mate. <mind>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you take that as a compliment, Bill. I know you do. I do. Uh, I've, in- I've enjoyed your company, Bill Fraser Gordon. Thank you. We will do it all again uh, next Monday between seven and nine, talking about sports in Pembrokeshire and beyond it's definitely the best way to spend a monday evening there is no doubt about it you three have a really good week we'll see you again next week on the way next it's kt with the mood train he's standing by ready to go on pure west radio